0: Dr. Ron, unfiltered, uncensored for the last six years. Welcome, and I do welcome you with an attitude of gratitude, and today is going to be a great day on the program because we have a return guest, Mr. Phil Safer, and uh, we'll introduce him shortly, but he, his show was incredibly uh, well-received. Uh, he, he kindly accepted an invitation to return here. I just want to remind everyone that we started this series that you have to be the CEO of your own body. You have the right to ask questions, get answers before you allow anything to be done to it. We, 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 we're doing this. With, uh, this series is to instill upon you that there are other ways that you can heal, not the Rockefeller medicine model of a pill for an ill, and you're not healthy because you're taking 10 different pills and you say you feel good. Okay. That's not the definition of health. And lastly, but not leastly the cost of medicine in the United States, healthcare spending increased from 2.69 trillion to 3.07 trillion between 2016 and 2019. That's a lot of money. And we are of the sickest nation. We have the, that is people that are not even nourished because of the junk food they're eating. Everything is going is, is going up. Non-medical, non-medical expenses are rising. Consumer out-of-pocket health costs could grow more than 10% a year over the next five years. So that means if you get sick, you're going to spend more money. So on May 31st, episode 437 was politics and medicine. They don't mix. On episode 438, is are doctors keeping us healthy? Episode 439, we had Dr. William Wong discussing naturopathic medicine. What is it and what can it do for you? Episode 441, I talked about lab testing. If you have to have a lab test. Just because it's normal don't mean it's optimal. It doesn't mean it's good for you. There are ways to interpret that, and that's episode 441. And then Mr. Safer came on on episode 442 and, and talked about breathe, the breath and breathing. And that, how it influences the vagus nerve. So we did a program 443. What is the vagus nerve and why is it important? And then episode 444, we again emphasize that doctors are the third leading cause of death in the United States behind cancer and heart disease. And we get, went into the reasons why it's important for you to take care of yourself and learn everything you can about alternative ways of treating yourself. So that Mr. Saver has agreed to come on again today. Uh, he's going to talk about mindfulness. And why mindfulness? Well, it has to do with the vagus nerve again, okay? And this vagus nerve is the one that can activate your parasympathetic nervous system. It can turn on your body's ability to heal. Now, wouldn't that be great? And this vagus nerve is an on-off switch that can activate the system and it's a it's a sensory nerve it's a long nerve it starts at the base of the brain and travels down both sides of your neck through your stomach and intestines and it goes to your heart your lungs your throat your neck your ear your facial muscles it has to do uh, with parasympathetic tone i'm sure mr saver will go over this when he uh, when we get him on here in just one second so I'm going to introduce him because he's, he's been a great friend for the podcast, and he, he's always uh, he's been over 30 years in the natural healing industry and uh, always brings something good to the table. So, Mr. Safer, good morning,
1: sir. Good morning, doctor.
0: Well, you know, we've had a lot of good uh, input from your past uh, uh, podcast on the breath. Uh, it blew me away, to be honest with you. Uh, the amount of interest that people that had had comments like, I never knew I should breathe through my nose. I didn't know how to breathe through my nose and how good they felt after they tried it. So um, here you are. And I would appreciate maybe if you could just give our audience again, a little bit of your history, how you uh, in the natural uh, healing methods and about your company. And then let, let's get into mindfulness because the, uh, it's it's a great subject, and I only touched on it briefly during the past year in how I had a program that I titled The Size Matter, and I think people tuned in for the wrong reason, because I was talking about telomere length, and mindfulness can actually increase the telomere length. Ladies and gentlemen, that means you can live longer. Okay, so... Uh, Phil, why don't you give us a little uh, background and then uh, let's
1: talk about mindfulness. All right. Well, I guess I could start back when I became aware of natural healing as opposed to pharmaceuticals and the the allopathic model. Um, I actually was born into a family of clinical lab owners Uh, My parents owned medical laboratories where they did testing for doctors um, in San Francisco. So first of all, I grew up with parents who had a scientific orientation and taught me a lot about critical thinking and skepticism and things like this. They uh, actually warned me, my mother specifically warned me about doctors and how she had to explain to them the purpose of the tests that they were ordering and what the results actually meant because these doctors didn't have a clue. So uh, with that background, when I began to become aware of natural foods, which sort of had a lot of its origins in California and the Bay Area in particular, Uh, I was introduced to these concepts of eating properly, the uh, detrimental effects of sugar and and refined foods, things like this. So uh, it's been a passion of mine to stay healthy and obviously to live long and to live well. So uh, this has been a theme that's run through my life, and eventually um, I, I got into... Uh, biofeedback and using devices that people would use to monitor things like stress and how to how to lower that and how to use uh, brainwave entrainment and cranial electrical stimulation uh, to name a couple of the techniques uh, that coupled with uh, hypnosis and suggestion could do a tremendous amount to, number one, reducing anxiety and increasing uh, good feelings, uh, but could also reprogram uh, uh, negative subconscious uh, dialogues that, that hamper one's progress and one's health and happiness. So that, that became my occupation uh, back in the uh, 90s. I started out in the 90s with this and uh, built a, a business based upon uh, selling and educating people about these this technology. So uh, through the years, obviously, I've used a lot of different uh, nutrients and different uh, types of chemicals and things that uh, would give boost to uh, intelligence and, and vitality uh, along with uh, these various technologies that I've mentioned and that, with, that people can see. Uh, At my website elixir.com, and um, and then recently during COVID, and even before COVID, um, as a a longtime practitioner of Tai Chi, uh, it's close to 30 years now that I've been doing uh, what we call the Tibetan style of Tai Chi, a very rare form, uh, very ancient form of one of the original forms of Tai Chi. I became uh, interested in breath, and through my study of breath and how we use our breath uh, in Tai Chi and in martial arts, how important that is, and then expanding that out into uh, really my uh, hiking routine. I'm an abbot hiker. I, I, I try to do three days a week of um, around four miles, and we're up at 6,000 feet, and we do, we do a, some decent climbs on a regular basis. And I began to realize that one of the limitations I had to my performance was my breath. And I began to learn more about what a number of these people, McCowan and a number of these other people have been studying about breath and how to use breath, and it's specifically how to breathe nasally, to, to use the nose more than the mouth. Uh, whenever possible, you want to breathe through your nose. And that, as you said, uh, has a lot of physiological effects. Um, It increases your production of nitric oxide. uh, It it filters the air. It uh, gets you into the parasympathetic. It tones the vagus. All the things that you mentioned physiologically. So there's tremendous benefits from breathing nasally and doing it properly, and I even mentioned last time, and I hope people picked up on the this power of humming, that as you exhale through the nose, if you hum, and there's actually a preferred frequency of 130 cycles per second, um, you increase your nitric oxide production. This increases your oxygen uptake and has the tremendous effects on all of your system physiologically. So from there, we want to apply some of these techniques into the other side of, of our being, which is the mental or the psychological and the emotional. And the, 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 the quest here would be to get ourselves to a state in which we are centered, more at peace, uh, uh, relaxed, less anxious, less grasping, and we're more in the present. So this, is, this gets us into the concept of mindfulness. And breathing properly is one of the best ways to get into this state of, again, ability to calm down and not react to every thought that comes into our heads, which is really the problem. The, the problem that we're dealing with is our reaction to our own thoughts, and the more we can detach from those thoughts, and have a sense of which thoughts are actually useful, most of them aren't. Most of them are a waste of time. They're daydreaming. They're they're worrying about the future, or, or uh, feeling regret at the past, or various pain and trauma that we've encountered. All these things that can occupy. Um, our attention. Instead, when we get into this flow state, the parasympathetic, and we get out of the fight or flight part of the nervous system, and we get into this other state, now we can detach more from those thoughts. And what I'd like to emphasize here is that this has an effect not only internally in terms of our own peace of mind and and, and sense of ease, but it has to do with the external world. We are consumers and we're constantly being sold. And not just goods, we're being sold ideas, belief systems. We're constantly being barred and we're we're taught, uh, we're, we're expected to buy into various concepts. And most of these concepts don't really make a lot of sense they benefit somebody the the benefit is usually for the person who's spinning this stuff at us so how do we counteract that how do we come and become intelligent consumers how do we how do we uh, understand the concept of buyer beware and we want to be aware so awareness is the key here and if you become aware of your thoughts and of your feelings in a more objective, detached manner, then you will not react as quickly. You'll be able to pause. And this even gets into the, the, the concept of uh, Count Korzybski in general semantics who taught that our, our real sanity lies in this ability to stop and to pause and not be reactive like a Pavlovian dog that salivates when the bell rings. And for most of us, every day, we live in this trance state where we are reactive and we do react in this Pavlovian manner. So we want to get out of this state of hypnosis, of trance, and become more present-based. So mindfulness has to do with focusing our attention on the present moment and it's very important that just to get that concept of time that that really the only thing that really exists is the present moment and we've been taught this by any number of teachers and uh, psychologists and physicists that that really this this idea of the future and the past both are imaginary and and uh, There's there's good uses for this stuff. You learn from the past and you plan for the future, but you have to get into the present to become centered so that you can make rational decisions. If when you get into the, the future or the past and you're dwelling on these things, you tend to be more anxious. And when you stay in present time, again, you become more centered and rational. So there's many benefits Of of becoming mindful getting into the state where you're aware of what's going on around you as well as what's going on inside you and you're able to to process all these things in in, uh, a dispassionate detached fashion where you're not reacting to them you're not judging them you're not saying good and bad and all these things instead you're more, as we like to say, you're more zen, you're more chill, and you're in that state where you have more equanimity. And you're, you're not, again, not reactive. I keep coming back to this point of reactivity, which actually goes into the physiological concept of inflammation. So in a way, when we're, we're not in the present, we're in a state of inflammation. And if we can stay in the present, And be okay with the present moment, really be at peace with the present moment, even though that that moment may have some pain in it. There may be suffering in the present moment as there might be joy. But whatever it is, we have a different relationship to it. We're not tied to it. We're not in a state of stress over what's going on in the moment. We're able to be flexible about it and we have more objectivity uh, about what's going on. And again, this makes us more rational. And it's part of being able to think critically is to be able to see both sides of a question, or all three sides, whatever, however many sides there are to a particular issue, to be able to listen to all these things. And this even goes for our relationships with other people that the more we're in this state, the, the more we're able to meet people where they really are and be compassionate and, and less judgmental about the other person, and we're able to relate to them and allow them to express themselves. So there's so many benefits to being in this state of mindfulness that we can go on and on about things like emotional regulation. When you're in a mindful state, uh, you, you understand your triggers, and you know when you're getting into a state of inflammation or this red zone where you become angry, uptight, scared, again, into the state of fight or flight. But once you can actually see these triggers, you see this word or this, this person cause you to, to, to get your hackles up, once you become aware of that, you bring awareness to this, you have a different position. And you're, not, you, you're, not, you're less likely to get entangled in this and go off on a tear and, and probably do something that you'll regret later. So instead, again, you can pause. And these triggers don't have to set off a reaction. In other words, you can feel the, this happening and you can continue breathing in a, a relaxed fashion. Again, keep coming back to the breath. And remember that when you're getting triggered, the physiological solution is actually to to breathe nasally, inhale, increase your exhale, and you can even do that box exercise that the uh, seals and the special forces do where they inhale for a count of four, they hold for a count of four, they exhale again through the nose for a count of four, hold the breath accounted for and then repeat that a couple times and it doesn't take much. So one of the, the great advantages of these techniques is that number one, they're totally free and they're completely natural. They have no side effects, no no deleterious side effects, and anyone can do this. It's not a question of intelligence. It's a question more of your will, your desire to stay in this state and to remember to breathe properly so it's really extremely simple and although it's incredibly powerful again it's very simple if one will simply remember to do this and it takes practice um, they have actually heard one of the people who talks a lot about breath say if you will do this for a month it will become more uh, automatic and that you will tend to stay in this state more. Um, so, uh, again, we're, we're looking for the ability to regulate ourselves. This has to do with our EQ, which is the emotional equivalent of the IQ. And there's actually ways of measuring this. And you can raise your EQ. While you, it's kind of difficult to raise your IQ, you can actually raise your EQ, simply by becoming more mindful and less reactive. And the, another benefit of this is that as you're grounded and more in present time, you're less susceptible to what's coming in at you, and you're, you have, you're more centered. And it's, it's almost like in, in the martial arts, where the first thing that you're really trained to do is to stand. And to stand in a centered way, in some schools you, you spend a year or more just standing before you learn any of the moves. You have to learn to center to yourself. So this centering that, again, uh, proceeds from proper breathing and mindfulness uh, helps us remain poised and ready for whatever happens. So... so. Uh, so
0: Phil, just let me just just remind our audience that what Phil Safer is talking about is is your is your health uh, because everything in our life vibrates and has a frequency, and the present is a present. It is a present to ourselves, uh, the way I look at it, and to, to try and stay in the present. And when you have low vibrations, when you have negative thoughts, that's when you get sick. And I was just looking and I found some statistics that only one out of a 100 people are, are in the parasympathetic mode. Most are still in that caveman brain that has fear. You know, they're going to be attacked. So that, that's what we're talking about. Get out of the sympathetic mode, that fight or flight uh, mode. Where you have a lot of cortisol and adrenaline and you know what people talk about acidity your blood gets more acidic when you're in that mode and acidity is associated with lots of bad things like cancer that's low vibration and it has to do with you how you feel about yourself okay because if you have lowest Esteem, you have low vibrations, and as the doc, as Mr. Safer said, you have inflammation, then proliferation, then fibrin, and then scar tissue. and you get you get tight. okay, your muscles get tight. So uh, this is really a a, a great subject. And uh, just to bring in a little science, I, I see here that scientists have shown that loving kindness meditation has a positive impact at the cellular level. It influences the telomeres. That's the end part of the chromosomes. The longer they are, the longer you live. It's an indication of our aging. So uh, I just want to throw my two two cents in here because I think uh, it may sound esoteric, mindfulness, but it's not. It has applications in our daily lives. And I was always taught it takes at least 21 days to instill a new habit. But mindfulness might be longer because uh, of, of how we are bombarded, bombarded in our toxic world. So uh, sorry to interrupt, but I just had to put my two cents in there, uh, so
1: Yeah, no, these are these are excellent points. And, and one of the things that I, I'd like to come back to is this idea that this technique, these ideas are actually very simple, yet very, very powerful. Some people would have you believe, and they tend to be psychiatrists and doctors, that the solution to your depression, your anxiety, whatever it is that, that's that's bothering you, is either some medication or some kind of therapy that requires endless hours at that God knows what the rates are these days for a psychiatrist or psychotherapist to work out your, your issues with your, your birth trauma and your parents and, and all these things, whereas really when it comes down to it, this is something that's happening here and now. And if you learn here and now to get yourself into this state of relaxation and centeredness And rationality and the ability to let thoughts pass, let the emotions pass, see them as almost happening to somebody else. See that these thoughts that seem so very important really, for the most part, are not important. They're not particularly useful. They're not helpful. They're actually causing you stress. And then when you go down one of these thought trails, your, your mind gets involved in something else as opposed to what you are, what you're actually going through. So, for instance, again, I get back to my hiking, which is part of my practice uh, to keep myself fit. But while I'm hiking, I practice mindfulness, which means, number one, watching where I step. I'm I'm walking on stuff that that one misstep and I've done this I've done this I've gotten hurt in years past because I was daydreaming and I wasn't watching where I was walking and I slipped and got hurt and now I realize that part of mindfulness is just watch your step buddy don't fall number one then number two how am I walking how is my stride what am I doing? What are my feet doing? What are my legs doing? Am I relaxed? Am I upright? Am I breathing properly? And I, I, I probably mentioned this, but I, I came up with this trick of, of maintaining nasal breathing by keeping a mouthful of water when I walk. And anybody can do this, whether you're hiking or walking. Whatever you're doing, you have the opportunity to become aware of a tremendous number of things, that if you focus on them and see them as your actual job, all the other thoughts, the extraneous thoughts about the past or the future have no place. They simply can't occur, or if they occur, they're, they're dismissed very easily because, again, you have work to do and the work is awareness of what you're doing in the moment both in terms of your own safety and in terms of your own performance, how to get the most out of this time, how to, how to make your body stronger, how to maintain your strength, how to clear your lungs out, how to get your heart beating, getting things circulating. All these things are happening while you're performing these activities, whatever they are. All, anything that you do can be enhanced by becoming mindful and becoming more present and not dwelling again in the past or what you've got to do in half an hour. Uh, so we, we need these times. You can do it as much as more is better, of course, but even sometimes during the day to just get into this state where you're in present time and you're as relaxed as you can be. And there's a number of techniques for doing this. Again, there's sitting meditations, which is fine. But this can be part of your everyday life while you're washing the dishes, while you're vacuuming the, the floor. Any number of th- situations can always be improved by mindfulness and staying in the present moment, paying attention to your breathing, on and on and on. And the the effects of this are almost unbelievable in terms of how you'll feel, the, the fact that you're not reacting as much, you're not getting as angry or irritated. Um, and if you do, you have a way of getting out of that and getting back into the parasympathetic and chilling out. By the way, this that word chill, I wanted to bring this up because I know that, that you have some um, – Connection with cryotherapy I do yes, and uh, i I recently uh started going to a new um, spa here that offers cryotherapy, so i've done a couple sessions uh, the last one was at minus one hundred and eighty degrees for a couple minutes, and it 's really striking what happens afterwards uh, you 're not shivering, but you're you're chill. <laughs> Uh, you you get into the state and out here, of course, we've been in Albuquerque in New Mexico. We've been uh, pretty hot lately as have a, a lot of places around the country. And the, no matter how you try, it's difficult to actually beat the heat. Um, but the cryotherapy is quite amazing, and and um, uh, it's kind of expensive. However, it turns out that. You can do this by yourself. You can create this, uh, this what's called the diving response or a diver's reflex. Uh, you know how when you, uh, you're on a hot day and you go to a lake or a pool or whatever and you dive in, there's a shock. And immediately your system, your heart rate slows down and a number of things happen and you get what are called cold shock proteins and uh you can do this just with a bowl of ice water even an ice pack just put it on your face and 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 for um, um, 30 seconds a minute whatever you can tolerate if you make yourself cold there you will evoke this response and you'll get more into the parasympathetic part of the nervous system uh, it affects your heart rate, and you'll become clear, and you'll you'll sharpen up, and you'll feel less tired. So, I just wanted to put in a plug for cryotherapy. <laughs> and, but
0: I agree with you, and we talked about this uh, two weeks ago that uh, what cold cold exposure activates your parasympathetic nervous system, but you know it, it has other physiological effects, Bill. It, it can it dilates your blood vessels, and that yeah. blood flow goes to your body, and where where do you really need it? Your brain. Right. And, uh, it just, just turns on that system. And, uh, and you really do you get rid of that fight or flight quite fast when you're, when you're that cold, but I agree. And, yeah. I, and I, and I say, you know, just putting actually the research has showed that, uh, cold stimulation just so the, uh, outside part of the neck, uh, will engage that parasympathetic yeah. nervous system. So you get a cop yeah, back, yeah. put on either side of your neck. So you're absolutely right on, right on with, with, with your suggestion. And that's what we right. want to do. We want to get more vagal tone, less inflammation, less stress, healthier vibrations. Uh, and uh, these are the ways to do it, with the breath and any way you can increase vagal tone.
1: Right. I And again, I want to take one little step here and, and just say that since we're dealing with uh, an info war. I like the term info war. We're constantly being bombarded with propaganda about everything, uh, advertising for products and services, uh, political propaganda, uh, medical propaganda. All It's all propaganda. And it, again, if you stay more in the present, you will be able to read situations more accurately and you'll be able to to understand that you're being spun and that you have a chance to to stay unspun, <laughs> if yeah. you like, and, and present. So I, I want to again make make it very clear that what we're talking about here is not just about your own inner state, which is very important, but also, it has to do with the external world also and how you are in the world and how the world affects you and how you affect the world. So, again, there's so many benefits of mindfulness. There's a ton of information. It's all free. There's no need to spend a lot of money on this stuff. If, if somebody wants you to, to take a course for hundreds of dollars or thousands of dollars or go to an ashram or this and that, you know, again, caveat emptor. Buyer beware. You don't need to do that. This is this is your your natural state. This is it's you're built to have these abilities. It's not something that you have to learn to do. You simply have to become aware of this quality of these abilities. So it, it's yours for the taking. Literally, no matter your situation. You can get into these states on your own go onto to YouTube there's tons of people talking about breathing techniques there's tons of people talking about mindfulness, a lot of different spins on all this but it's really rather simple there's some basic ideas here again focusing t- attention on the present moment uh, being non-judgmental about what what you're perceiving, what you're thinking what you're feeling. Uh, quieting down this inner dialogue, uh, and getting off of autopilot. We're, we're really walking around on autopilot like little robots, and we want to get off of that, and we want to get more, have more control. But again, the control comes not from grasping and, and getting tighter. It actually comes from letting go of these thoughts, that are driving us nuts.
0: Well, I, I agree, and, and I've often told our audience that happiness, uh, Phil, is a lifestyle, and right. you have, you know, and you 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 have to uh, forgive and love yourself, uh, and mindful meditation is one way to to, to get there, uh, because as Phil said, and I, I like things that rhyme. Yeah, we're we're used and abused, schooled and fooled on a daily basis by that tube that is in front of us, hypnotizing us, causing us to experience a mass psychosis. So uh, this is this is another tool now, mindfulness, and uh, you know it's not something that uh, I have talked about over the years. Uh, do I practice it? Yes. And do I love music therapy? Yes. Do I like grounding? Yes. Do I love color therapy? Yes. But, uh, you know, I have done this with in my circle, but now I, I really Phil uh, safer has uh, made me want to uh, get this knowledge out to everybody. Okay? And, it's, and he said it's free. It, it doesn't come with that. There's no charge.
1: The payment that you make is, is attention. You have to want to do this. You have to... You have to remind yourself to do this at the beginning. Uh, you forget, and you go, "Oh," and the, but you remember. But as you remember more, it becomes more and more habitual. Uh, so it's it's almost paradoxical that you want to become. Uh, uh, an awareness robot <laughs> you want to have an automatic yeah. sense of becoming present so that's what we're shooting for and it is doable but it takes practice like anything else but that's the payment that you make is an effort but it's a payment that pays off you're you're paying it forward you're you're doing uh, intentional suffering necessary suffering instead of suffering unnecessarily by ruminating on the past and worrying about the future if you make the effort to stay present, it pays off big time.
0: Just great words. And, and you know, it's, it's a lot for first timers to uh, absorb and, and, and digest, I'm sure. Uh, but maybe you might want to listen to this podcast a, a couple times and, and tell your friends about it. And this podcast uh, is on Podbean, P-O-D-B-E-A-N. Dr. Ron D.R. Ron, Unfiltered, Uncensored, but we're also on Apple. Uh, we're on Alexa. Uh, we're on Google Podcasts. We're on uh, PodPage, and we just have been listed in the top 25 pod, doctors podcasts on the internet. We were in the top 50. Now we're number 23. We're in the top 25 now, and uh, we're people are downloading our program from all over the world. You know, I'm just looking at the latest stats United States, Australia, Ireland, United Kingdom and Brazil. So uh, I don't you know I don't know how this is happening uh, but I, I, I do have an attitude of gratitude about it and we want to get the word out uh, we, we how to be healthy without taking drugs. I mean, you know medicine is important but don't get me wrong. I am a medical doctor and for emergencies, we're the best, but medical care uh, is not healthcare. Doctors are not taught to keep you healthy. They are taught to give you a pill for whatever what ill you have. And uh, we have to talk more about the, the mind and spirit uh, because it's, you know, you're not only what you eat and your diet is not just what you eat. Uh, you know what else it is? What you watch. What you listen to what you read and even the people you hang around with okay they could all affect your vibrations and your uh health so phil uh, any last uh closing words and uh and what do you, what, do we, what are we are we going to talk about next <laughs> on the next podcast well, of course
1: we, we, we could talk about this forever because it's it's a very deep subject and it has lots yeah. of ramifications and um, it would be interesting uh, if if your listeners would ask questions and, and maybe uh, say where some things don't make sense to them or what they're confused about, anything like that, or additions that they have, uh, techniques that they've used that have helped them, that would be nice to get a conversation going around like that. Uh, the only other thing I'd, I'd like to mention is that I, I do have some notes on breathing and uh, things like this up at uh, my website, which is elixa, E-L-I-X-A dot com slash breadth. So if you go to Elixa, you'll see a number of the technologies that I'm talking about that are very useful. Uh, but um, I'm, I'm moving away from selling products and moving more into simply being a resource for people to help themselves, ideally, without spending a lot of money. Or any, if possible. So, that's where I'm at, and uh, I'd love to, you know, have a conversation with anybody who wants. So you can reach me through my website. Okay, we
0: can do this, and I'll, I will uh, uh, call you after after we hang up, and and uh, er, and tell you how we can arrange a live podcast. But in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Dr. Ron, unfiltered, uncensored, with special guest still Safer. Is it safer or safier? How do you pronounce your name? I,
1: I say Sophia, but really, just don't call me late for dinner. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, we won't call him late, but we'll definitely invite him back to the to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, next week, we'll have Dr. Will Wong uh, talk about the naturopathic approach to bioidentical hormones and uh, and whatever uh, else comes to the the famous Dr. Wong's mind. And um, we'll keep you informed on how to take control of your own health, how to be the CEO of your, of your body. Okay. Um, and if you last listen to last week's program, you'll hear about a woman who is just suffering in the hospital, just no, no communication between physicians. Hospitals are a disaster. Uh, I'm, I'm hearing from a lot of comments on, on this woman's plight. Her son was kind enough to come on And explain how it's affected everybody So you want to stay out of the hospital If possible, I hate to tell you that It's not what it used to be Okay, I'm going to call it a day I thank you for listening And we'll see you next week Have a great week
2: Hey everybody Dr. Ron's finished for the day I hope you got some good wisdom For what the man had to say And it's all about good health the man you got to see He has a lot more answers for you So tune in next week When the doctor is In the house Or When the doctor is In the house Let the doctor Know what's bothering you When the doctor is In the house The doctor is In the house the doctor is If you have a strain, call the doctor Let the doctor know what's bothering you When the doctor is in the house The doctor is in the house See you next week